Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. We put more pressure on ourselves than anyone else mm -hmm. does. Again, especially as black women. Mm -hmm. um, I really think a lot of people will tell you it's about balance. Mm -hmm. And my favorite thing to say is balance is bullshit. Like it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. You are now listening to The Reality Is. The Reality Is. You know what? I'm going to start this one out different. The last episode I read the intro. We're not reading no intros on this. <laughs> We're going to go straight into it. Oh, okay. And first of all, you know who I am. If you're listening, this is episode 218. I'm Anthony Roberts. I'm the host of The Reality Is alongside my good co-host. I was about to say, hopefully they know who I am, Artesia. Even though they never get your last name because you never tell them your last name. None of their business. Is it okay if they we... research me, they'll find it. Well, we have Miss Kelly McKnight, yeah. the California native. What part of California are you from? Southern California, LA. SoCal, mm -hmm. where, where they say all the women are beautiful, the sunshine is great, and the weed is even better. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> Yes. So, um, like, yeah, I'll go ahead and say yes on that. <laughs> <laughs> so we met you or and heard about you through Arena Ferguson, one of our good friends. Mm -hmm. um, you and Artesia, well, Arena and Artesia uh, worked this out. Yeah. So I'm excited about it. I looked up a couple of things. I know you have the Moms in Color website, um, Sincerely Mama website. Mm -hmm. You are a doula. Yes. Mm -hmm. So when she told me that, I was like, I've heard that before. Can you break it down to us about what a doula is? Yeah, so I'm a doula. I'm also a CLEC, which is a lactation consultant. So mm -hmm. what a doula is basically, we assist moms through their birthing, mm -hmm. their, through their birth of mm -hmm. their baby. Um, you also typically have a midwife or a doctor, but we just come in to kind of just give lots of support to the mom that's actually laboring the baby. Okay. So when you say support, are you helping them deliver it? For the most part, yes. You're coaching them through mm -hmm. it. You're massaging them mm -hmm. through it. You're encouraging them. You're just there to kind and of all be of the is needed. Yes, you're there, especially as a woman of color. Yes, let's just put that out there. Yeah. As a black woman and mm -hmm. a woman of color, it's definitely needed. Mm -hmm. um, the the rates of women dying in childbirth is yeah. just crazy, and I'm talking we're about leading. in hospital also. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So when, what? And this is going to sound ignorant, but no. they're dying from childbirth. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, more so from the lack of understanding and the lack of trust of ourselves and mm -hmm. our own bodies. Okay. So lots of times there's Serena Williams, for instance, yeah. Yeah. there's times that we say, um, not to interrupt. Can you no. come just yeah, scoot I'm up? Sorry. Yeah. Cause yeah. It, sorry I, that. I just realized that that mic closes off when you get too far yeah. back. So, okay. Sorry about that. It's okay. So during childbirth and just really through any kind of medical, 
you know, instances where you're when you're having a child, when you're going through pain, when you're going through surgery. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when we as women of color, as black women say, I'm in pain mm-hmm. or something's not right. A lot of times we're not trusted. Yeah. We're not trusted to know our own bodies. Yeah. So it's just another form of protecting the mom, being there to support the mom yeah. through her birth. So not trusted by what the, the doctors or the yeah. physicians or yes. dismiss. A little bit of, They'll be like, oh, a little it's bit okay. of everything. That's yeah. a part of it. Yeah. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I think it's crazy that we always have to like kind of identify ourselves as black and needing help in certain fields. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because I told this on the podcast a couple of days ago when we were promoting the an event that we're having back home next week. It's the highs and lows of black entrepreneurship mm-hmm. because we know there's a difference between black entrepreneurship yeah. and white people. Trust they me. get funded more. They get more money. They get more grants. Mm-hmm. We got to jump through, you know, cut through red tape, jump through hoops. Why do you feel that we do have to put such a emphasis on black first of all I'll I'll go back on this my husband is an owner of a cannabis dispensary here in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and it's a trip how he's been in this industry for a long time yeah. but no matter what he's always going to be viewed as a drug dealer sometimes mm-hmm. versus a pioneer a pi- in this industry exactly. so that's just a difference just in that industry mm-hmm. alone but I think a lot of the times us as as you know black people we're not taken seriously a lot of the times. So we, if we if we start to support each other more, that's mm-hmm. like moms in color. Yes. Well, there was a need for what we had going, meaning there needed to be a collective of moms that get together and talk about our differences throughout motherhood versus, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I was about to say Becky. <laughs> we can say Sally. Sally. I'll say white folk. <laughs> yeah, we, it's the difference of yeah. their yep. experience in motherhood. It's a totally different thing. Raising black sons, mm-hmm. raising black women. Different you know, it's just it's a totally different thing. So I think we have to establish that from support from our own, and also just to claim our mark. Like we're here too, and yeah. we're going to let you know how we already know how to do it, and we're going to prove it. I so think the people are scared, though. I think people oh, fear sure. us because this is the thing. I, I think it was Draymond Green said it on the shop with LeBron the other day and he was saying black people don't really know their own power no white people know our power which is why they try to stop mm-hmm. us from continuously building together yeah but for whatever reason like I tell people all the time whatever they did 400 years ago before yeah. slavery to implement this structure to keep us brainwashed it's working it's like oh, we yeah. consistently talk about it but nobody ever really taps into it yeah. fully because I think we don't even have the level of understanding of it because it's chose to not be taught to us mm-hmm. we have to really go I know growing up it was big for my mom to teach me about Marcus Garvey yeah Huey P. Newton, Bobby mm-hmm. Seale, yeah. um, Holly Selassie, yeah. like the whole movement was something that was drilled in me at a very young age. But a lot of the times there's we have to work like our community. We have working moms. We have working fathers. Yes. So it's not a lot of time that we, we kind of send our children off to school. Not all, yeah. but a lot of the time we send our kids off to school and we would hope that the, the country that they live in would teach them about us. Yeah. But it doesn't work it that way. Work that so. Way. You know, I just, oh man, I, I, I try to figure out, for me, I try to figure out ways personally that mm-hmm. I could change things. And I think the biggest thing is exposure. Oh, mm-hmm. for sure. Which is like, I know you were saying when you came in, you were like, oh, I didn't know what I was getting into. And I was, <laughs> you know, and I tried to explain, like, we just like to talk about life yeah. from a mm-hmm. real perspective. Yeah. From what you're talking about to even trying to figure out solutions to how do we get our people to this point of mm-hmm. realizing their own power. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like sometimes you got to think about a dude who sells drugs, who is a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. That's a hustle. That's mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. You have to be strategic. You have to know how to count. Oh, you craft. have to know how to wait. You yeah, do. Yeah. And people don't. So like you say, for your husband to be seen as a drug dealer, yeah. just because he's black, yeah. 
Man, look at her. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other topic. The nerve we're, with I'm that like, one. that's a whole other topic. We're going to have to call me back on yes. that one because I could go all day on that alone. But no, just with the organizations that you have, um, mm-hmm. I think it was Sincerely Mama yeah. and Moms in Color. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate it personally because you mentioned working. That's one big thing. Like sometimes as a black mom, we feel guilty for oh, yeah. having career ambitions and wanting to work whereas you might have another mother of a different background that's okay with being a stay-at-home mom and their whole life revolves around their children so how um does your organization help black women find that balance i think it's more so again using your platform when you have one if you have a seat at the table you make everyone feel welcome Mm -hmm. meaning us i say everyone Mm -hmm. but but particularly us and talking to us and talking to each other and commuting creating that community um the biggest thing is i was a stay-at-home mom for for five years mm-hmm. and then became a corporate mom when yeah. legality things happened with my husband's business and i had to go back into the corporate world or back to work so i have a little bit of expertise in both worlds mm-hmm. where it's i feel you're a working mom if you're at home or if you're you know behind a desk mm-hmm. but i just think supporting them and just showing them that you're much like us too we're a community if we build together we need to create our own tribe our Mm -hmm. own community of you know do you need help with the babysitter tonight do you want to just get out and mingle because we as black women have to always some forever reason be viewed as superwomen all the time we always have to be there to teach this person about our culture or teach this other person at work or Mm -hmm. teach the corporation why it's important to represent us also in this industry whether that be the baby industry the cannabis industry the I mean which is mm-hmm. complete opposite spectrums there's a little bit of motherhood and cannabis too in there but yes. oh, yes, you know, there's, there's, there's a complete <laughs> opposites of we always have to still make sure that we're being represented right mm-hmm. so that's where moms in color came in a part of being like we have a voice there's a need for this and let's just build our own community within so we're really um close-knit in the sense of we're able to say what we want to say feel mm-hmm. how we want to mm-hmm. feel and be honest about our communication within each other because we all kind of understand yeah. it as black women going through motherhood I think that's important too because I remember when I first became a mom it was certain thought processes that I was having that I felt guilty for and I remember the first time I had a real conversation with another mom and she was like oh that's nothing oh, like yeah. I feel that way all the time because you put so much pressure on yourself feeling like you have to be a b and c and it has to be done this way in order to make you a great parent yep so and then also in our community there's not much talked about like postpartum depression yes and things like that because just as Mm -hmm. a culture we're known to just be strong Mm -hmm. like we don't go to therapy that we can a lot of times that's a privilege Mm -hmm. so even go to therapy and sit with someone and talk to them that's something that comes with entitlement Mm -hmm. and a privilege that sometimes we don't have access to so yeah why do you think it so the the last uh Keandra Jackson was our last person we mm-hmm. had on the podcast and she's a therapist. Awesome. Why do you like why is therapy I would guess I would say so essential to black people? Why do we why should we be I would say almost beating the door down cuz the only therapy that I feel like black people have had for years is the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we but know that's not effective. Yeah, that's sure. always. Yeah. Well, you know, the main reason I'd say, cause we have so many years and years of trauma, mm-hmm. like just first off bat, like we have, it's, it's in our DNA trauma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's number one. Number two, we've been taught through slavery and other things is that 
we need to just keep going. We There's no room to talk and sit and say, yeah. how are you feeling today? Yeah. What's mm-hmm. going on with you today? Did you go through this in your life? There's not a lot of that happening. Yeah. Um, and the same goes for women's girls starting their menstrual cycles. Mm-hmm. The same thing goes for masturbation. The same thing goes for lesbian, bisexual, and gay community. Like, there's so much unsaid things mm-hmm. in the community that that's the number one reason why I think therapy is necessary because it's not talked about. This kind of stuff is necessary. Yeah. Breastfeeding consultant. Yes. That jumped out to me. Of course they did. All the titties. All the titties. Bring titties to me. I'll help you feed your baby. How, like, so... How do you consult that? Because as a guy, you just be like, oh, you, the baby hungry, no. you put the nipple in. I know they they can be rough no. on it. So there's lots of components to it. So when I first had, I'm just going to use my experience. Mm-hmm. When I first had my first child, I thought immediately it was going to be rainbows and unicorns <laughs> and it was going to be easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. Uh, I mean, sometimes for some people, but for majority, it's not. And then again, within the black community, there's not a lot of IBCLCs, which is a licensed lactation consultant, yeah. or a CLEC, which is a lactation consultant also that look like you. Mm-hmm. So then there's a lot of times when you're in the hospital and then you have this new baby and they're already pushing formula down your throat because yeah. it's a big business yeah. that they're not telling you this is how you do it. They're, they're kind of sometimes even prepped to know that a lot of black women aren't going to go past six weeks breastfeeding, if mm-hmm. even that. So they're already mm-hmm. teaching you how to dry your milk up, feed your baby formula, what's the best bottles. Yeah. So it's a process because it's difficult and it's not something that mm-hmm. we've been taught to do for a long time. We, we were feeding, we were wet nurses feeding other people's babies That's as slaves. So, you know, it's something that has to be retaught to us. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of women that breastfeed, a lot of black women yeah. that breastfeed that go through natural birth and all mm-hmm. the nines. But it's still something based off of rates, disparity rates mm-hmm. in black breastfeeding. That's why there's a black breastfeeding week. Yeah. Just established for that. I never even knew so that. Is there mm-hmm. is there really such a thing as a woman that's unable to breastfeed? Oh, yeah. Okay. There's lots of factors. I kind of convinced myself that I wasn't able to because no. I didn't think I was producing enough milk. The, well, see, that's another thing. <laughs> So sometimes there's factors into it. There could be medical history. There could be just a lot of reasons why a woman can't. But typically Mm -hmm. they can. Your body is made. If you can birth a baby, typically Mm -hmm. your body is made to also breastfeed and nurse your baby. But there again, there's a lot of like factors that go into that. And there's a lot of coaching that needs before baby even comes out. Yeah. And I definitely did not get that. Yeah. I mean, my mom didn't breastfeed me and my sister. My mom was just like, you know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. It's not something that's drilled in us as something that's beyond beneficial for baby, something that's less expensive also. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I spent a lot. And it's natural. Yeah, (laughs) formula is expensive. It's no joke. How do you, so for women and mothers, I feel like you guys put a lot of pressure on yourself. Mm -hmm. I say that because I'm going to use you as an example. Uh, The other day, your daughter had a play or something. And she had worked all these hours. She was, she's the one who set up all these interviews. She does all of that for the show. And she was like, I think, and she had a, like a, a community, a meeting. community meeting yeah. in her community. So she was like, I want to make it to my daughter. I'm going to go. She's like, I'm not going to do anything else. I'm, after I get off work, I'm going to go to my daughter's thing. And I was like, so is your ex-husband going to be there? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, you do stuff for them all the time. You're at everything. You're going to drive yourself crazy trying to make it to mm-hmm. every event. Like you've been there since she was a baby till she 11 now. She will, will be 11. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, she's not going to think you don't love her for mm-hmm. missing one thing because maybe you want to go to a community happy hour and let your hair down because you've been working so hard. And I think you told your daughter or talked to her the next day. She didn't even think nothing of it. 
No, and then I even called my ex-husband, and he was like, girl, go to that thing. But for me, I was thinking, yeah, I didn't want to miss her thing. And then I also, I have two children, so my son is 11, my daughter's 10. So for for me, I always think, okay, I haven't missed anything for him, so I don't want to miss anything. So it's like I'm keeping track of everything because I don't want it to ever be said Mm -hmm. that I did more for one than I did for the other. So it's it's crazy. Turn yourself in half. Oh yeah, we put more pressure on ourselves than anyone else mm-hmm. does. Again, especially as Black women, yeah. um, I really think a lot of people will tell you it's about balance. Mm-hmm. And my favorite thing to say is balance is bullshit. Like it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. It's more so just prioritizing and saying like you have to. And just like um, I always like the the theory of being in the airplane. And you know how when they do the demonstration in the beginning and they're mm-hmm. like, put on your mask yeah. before you put on a child's mask yeah. or anyone else's. You can't give to anyone until you also make sure you're giving to yourself, mm-hmm. whether that means finding a hobby, finding something you're into, finding a job that you love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to burn yourself. I mean, your kids are already 10 and 11, so you yeah. already kind of get yeah. the way that goes. But yeah, it's it's mandatory to try to find. And that's a, another thing about finding a good community mm-hmm. of other moms that kind of balance off with you and tell you like, girl, you need a day. Yeah, that's what reached out to me like when I looked at the website and I saw you guys are actually having an event tonight, tonight and I was yeah. like dang why can't I be there you, you know? can well, well we tonight I can come. but I don't think there's yeah. I don't even think there's anything in Dallas like that not that I'm aware of no so that's why I was like this is dope you know no, it, you know we thought about this me and Brandy Sellers Jackson mm-hmm. um, she's a great friend of mine and we put on a few black breastfeeding events um, for Black Breastfeeding Week, mm-hmm. and the uh, the response was crazy. But the way it all happened is me, Brandy, Ashley, Amber, mm-hmm. and then our other co-founder, Candice. It's all five of us, but me, Ashley, Brandy, and Amber would see each other all the times at these events where mm-hmm. it would be like, let me invite you, let me invite you. But it was almost like, granted, I know a lot of the organizations, and I love them. I love the CEOs. Yeah. But you would always sometimes feel like the token. Mm-hmm. Like you're there and you're like, oh, girl, I just saw yes. you last evening. Oh, I see you again. So we would always be like, I see you again. You know, we'd have like our, our picture ops where it would mm-hmm. just be us. We'd be like, come on, black, for, like, let's yeah. all get in here together. together. You know what I mean? So that's when we saw the need. And then we threw a couple of events and the response was just crazy. Mm-hmm. It, the energy, the amount of magic that we create just as black people alone and then as moms. Yeah. Like, it's crazy to have that tribe and have that community of feeling like, damn like mm-hmm. I didn't know we were all out here like this looking for each other to boost each and other and it feels up. good yes. oh heck yeah it always feels good I tell her that all the time when I actually get in a group of black people that you can actually create and mm-hmm. coexist with mm-hmm. and it's no hate it's yes. no competition yep. it's just good a good time magic it's just mm-hmm. magic yep. so why okay you said you were a stay at home mom yeah now the roles have seemingly switched to where it's a lot of stay-at-home dads. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What was it like being a stay-at-home mom? I feel like after about a week, I would go crazy. And I don't yeah. think a lot of people are honest about how they feel. I barely made it through the six weeks. It's, you know, people ask me, like, what is your dream job? As this moment right now is to be a stay-at-home mom, to be with my kids. Yeah. And I wanted to even homeschool, so I was mm-hmm. a little on the real crazy side, right? But <laughs> I just feel like, for me, that was just the journey that I wanted to go on. It's not for everybody, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. Again, no matter if you're in the home or you're working behind a desk or corporate or whatever it is, they're all working moms. Like mm-hmm. the amount of energy we as women put into our husbands yeah. or yeah. even ex-husbands, mm-hmm. our children, like just the family unit in general is nuts. Yeah. So for me, it was great. I mean, I loved it. I loved every aspect about it. My first two, probably mm-hmm. similar to yours, are only 14 months apart. So they're really close in age. Okay. We were pregnant with my second 
pregnant when my first was five and a half months. Yeah. So it was just a lot of work. But <laughs> granted, I never get those years back. No. Like no. those are years I'll never get to get back. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Oof. I was able to cherish those yeah. the time I had is is something I'd never trade with That's nothing a lot. else. I'm I thinking back to back kids. I wanted to pull mm-hmm. my hair out when it happened, but now that they're older and oh, the, yeah. some of the conversations that we have is like, okay, like this is dope. Like yeah. I, I like where we're at right yeah. now. And then just to think about where I'll be when they graduate and go off to college. Yes. Like I'm still gonna I'm gonna be forty and forty one. So yeah, it goes by fast. And that's yeah. young. That's young. Oh yeah. heck yeah, that's. Young. I used to think thirty was old until I hit right. thirty. Yeah. I'm like, yo, right. even even getting ready to be thirty six, I'm like, this ain't that bad. No, there's times when I'm like, I, how old? The other day, someone asked me how old it was, and I was like, I looked at my. Husband. I forgot. Yeah, I looked, and I was like, how? Mm-hmm. What? How old am I? Yeah. Again? Cause you forget mm-hmm. yeah. if you feel good and you're living good and you're yeah. doing a you know you're taking care of your body yep. you don't feel that way. Now I know you said balance is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy because I had that on here because I was like she's <laughs> doing so much. How does she balance that? But balance may be bullshit. But how do you do having your own thing, mm-hmm. a husband and three kids, and a husband that has his own, own thing? thing yeah. yeah, that's pretty demanding. I'm sure uh, for. I think it's just about having a really reliable teammate. Like Mm -hmm. my husband, I'm his quarterback. We're like, we're a team. Mm -hmm. There's no roles there. I'm a feminist. Mm -hmm. My husband is a feminist. My kids are feminists, my boys and my girls, Mm -hmm. that we all contribute. There's Mm -hmm. nothing that can happen in this family if we're not all contributing our parts. Yeah. Nobody's going to be happy. If if my husband's not out doing his thing, he's not going to be happy either. If I'm not out doing my thing, I'm not going to be happy either. You have to have separate, not separate lives, but you still have to be able to have something of your own. Yes. And I think that's why so many people get married or they get into relationships and they lose themselves Mm -hmm. and then you're unhappy. And some people may look at you and be like, how are you unhappy? You have a husband. He has a great job. You Mm -hmm. have a great job and you have your beautiful kids, but you haven't taken out time for yourself. You have to, you have to find time to especially after going through parenthood, like becoming a parent, you lose so much of what it was that you wanted to yeah. do before kids yeah. because it becomes a job like all parenthood is a job it's a working job 24 7 yes that's why i haven't had any kids yet because i'm kind of like <laughs> or put a seed in someone to yes. bring that kid to. but for me but i'm at least like you're conscious at least you're like consciously thinking <sighs> but it's beautiful yeah it's so it really beautiful is. i'm all over air i'm drooling over everybody's kids now, now. Mm-hmm. literally she'd be like yeah you done changed because i've like, known yeah. him for Eight long, years. Yeah, eight years. And when I first met him, he no was kids. like, no marriage, no kids. Nothing. And like literally in the past, what, year yeah. and a half, mm-hmm. strong. I want to, I want to yeah. get it. It's like, a beautiful it thing. Is. I think, I, I think it scares thing. me because for one, I don't, I don't want to be a fuck up. Mm-hmm. Two, you, you try not, I know I'm not my father, but mm-hmm. for me, I'll be like, I look at kids and I'm like, how can you leave that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How can you look at this little girl or look at this little yep. boy and so beautiful and precious and innocent yep. and you can imprint on them whatever you want to make yep. them a better human being mm-hmm. and instead you walk away. Yeah. That's just hard for me. So because I am my father's son, mm-hmm. I do be like, oh, I don't want to be, because you can say never say never. But, but you then, know that you, I mean, I don't know. My ex-husband, he had the same thing. His, yeah. um, his dad wasn't really in his life and then his dad passed away when he was very young. So he always had it in his mind. He did not want to be mm-hmm. like his dad. And when I tell you, like, I am blessed beyond measure to have him yeah. as the father of yep. my kids because he doesn't get everything right. But the one thing that he does get right is the fact that he's there yeah. and he's consistent. Yeah. yeah. It's all about making that conscious decision mm-hmm. decision yeah. of saying, 
you know, it's no longer about just me. Yeah. And, you know, there's lots of other factors that go into it. my husband. His father wasn't around for years and then yeah. came back for his college gradu- graduation. Mm-hmm. And my husband is the best father I've ever met in yeah. my life. Um, besides my own daddy, yeah. but, <laughs> but he's a great father yeah. and you know, it's not like it came with instructions nah. or, you know, anything like that. So mm-hmm. it's just about the one. And once you yeah. see your baby and cause you're already making conscious decisions yeah. of when you want to have a child and making sure you're using the right protection the or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So once you, I mean, you're already, you're already being a good dad before you're even a dad because you're making the decision of when and where you want to have your child. Because that's my whole thing, too, because, I, I, like, my mom, when she talks to me about it, I, I always let her know I'm in a selfish place right now. Mm-hmm. I'm selfish with myself. So for me to bring in another child, I feel like I would need to be prepared for that. Yes. If I'm the way I am now, then somebody may be like, hey, are you coming to get your son today? And I may be like, oh, I got something to do. I'm going out of town. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. So I know right now, I don't. I still don't think I would do that yeah. even if it happened today. Mm-hmm. But I just, you know, it's never a perfect time. And that's and what it, everybody keeps yes, telling me. It's never. You know? If I was still waiting for the right time, we wouldn't even have children right when was now. The, when, mm-hmm. How old were you when you had a kid? Never. 26. 25 God bad mom I can't even think of the year We had him so close in age I think I was 26 mm-hmm. And you I were. was 21 Whew. Yeah yeah. If I had a kid at 21 And that was totally not the plan Like I yeah. was yeah. I literally just Started living my life Well mm-hmm. best life As they say yeah. now yeah. And then I found out I was pregnant And I was like Okay well What do I do now Yeah, yeah But I knew I had to do it because yeah. the other thing wasn't an option for me. Mm-hmm. Now, I won't so. sit up here and act like I've just never had nobody pregnant now. That's what I won't do. <laughs> but I know when it was when like when it was brought to me, I've never been like getting an abortion. It's mm-hmm. been a decision whether it's the best for the situation mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I know the times, you know, when it had just like, yo, uh, you pregnant? Okay. Now, I knew what I did to get you pregnant. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's one of them things where it's like, well, you ain't got pregnant all these times. Now you're pregnant. And then I'm kind of like, all right, well, you got to man up if this if she decides yeah. to keep it, you got to man up. But it's like I'm so nervous in that point in time where it's like, oh, I missed a period, and it's like, well, I got to go to the doctor. All right, well, and it sounds like a shitty thing, but it's like, God, I hope the doctor tells her she ain't pregnant. <laughs> Please tell. We're her keeping it real. She, yeah, you know. But it, and it wasn't because I didn't want a kid. It was just because I just didn't know like yeah. finances. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm like, if I could barely feed myself, and you know, because being an adult is, yeah, you got to pay all these bills. Yeah, you're trying to travel. You're trying to build real. your own brand, <laughs> and nobody's pouring into you, which is yeah. why I said the importance of like black people coming together because mm-hmm. nobody's giving us grants or giving oh, us no. we don't have a hub mm-hmm. created for us to go to and say how do I do this yeah. it's literally people like you people like us taking on that that man or that whatever oh. that role yeah. and just being yeah. like you know what I'm gonna start it yeah. and I'm gonna teach yeah. people how, like I know when I did my episode of two two episodes ago I talked about depression and we've mm-hmm. been getting so many hits because yeah. people were like thanks for being transparent yeah. and me and her were actually supposed to do the show but we got into it before the show <laughs> And then she left, and I was like, all right, well, I guess it's going to be me and the engineer. So what's your name, man? Gilbert. Gilbert, okay. So it's just like me and Gilbert. Like, it was only me and him in the studio, and I just talked to my engineer back yeah. home. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to talk about depression today. Yeah. Uh, you know, because everybody gets depressed, but nobody's willing to really talk about Especially it. Especially not in our community. And not black men. Yeah. Like, you oh, always no. looked at as a pussy yep. or you yeah, weak yep. or whatever. And it was more black men that came to me and said, oh, hey, yeah. bro, they didn't come out like and come in on the page, yeah. but they DM me or they text yeah. me and they were like, hey, I appreciate you doing that yeah. because I've dealt with that. But yep. it's like, we don't want to voice that. Mm-mm. And then we end up taking so much stuff out on other people yeah. because mm-hmm. we won't address the things yeah. that are happening within yeah. us. So much trauma. 
So as a mom, I'm curious to know, because you said your kids are close in age. Um, I know you got me hesitant to use the word balance now, but <laughs> I, I was curious about finding the balance between um, preparing your child for the real world and then protecting their innocence because so much stuff is going on these days and yeah. it's like I'm having conversations with my kids that I personally think might have been too early but because they're going to school they're being exposed to different things they're coming back asking questions I'm not the type of parent to be like oh don't worry about it yeah. you're not old enough so I'm going to talk to them about it because they don't have the privilege to not know exactly mm-hmm. yeah. but it's kind of difficult sometimes because it's like why are we talking about this so early it's real life yes yeah I think if stuff like this was talked about years ago there would be a lot it would be a better understanding of how to prepare ourselves for mm-hmm. being in this world being in America um, so I, it's funny I was just talking to a friend about this the other day because my son my oldest he's seven and he's like really into like mom I'm gonna marry a black woman and like black, he's like oh, how old black. is he? he's seven yeah. he's like a little <laughs> he's like for real for real about this life so um I was telling Jason because one of my friends was like, do you teach your kids about Santa? Do they believe? And I was like, heck yeah, that's magic. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to keep that innocence innocence as long as I can, but I'm still not going to ever raise a child, especially not a black man. Mm -hmm. That's not going to understand what this world. And I posted something recently and said, at what age is a black boy? At what age is a black boy when he understands that he's feared? And it's so real. Like, mm-hmm. what age are th- are you? Then you start to realize, like, there's people that are really in these streets really fearing me just yeah. for being black. Yeah. So you have to, we have to coach and train our sons and our daughters, mm-hmm. our daughters to to understand what their power is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you're a woman. Do yeah. you know what that means? Yeah. Do you know what that means to be a woman and to be a black woman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we are dope. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like, much power. We yes. got on the plane. Yeah. When we was on the plane uh, this morning, we got on the plane. We sitting at the front, probably the second or third row. We were in the second row. We had an empty seat, and you know everybody covets those seats. Yes, yeah. White people just passing by. Oh yeah, yeah. passing that's, on by. That's sometimes a good thing. Like, yeah, you want to sit over here? Yeah. They want you to sit next to me <laughs> anyway. anyway. But it's so crazy. And I told her I was like, "That's so much power that we have." Back in the day. Uh, you know, like in let's just say the forties and fifties when a white person walked by, like black people will put their heads down. Yeah. Now white folks look mm-hmm. off or put their heads down when we walking towards they, them yeah. out of fear they've, to not make con- eye they've, contact. They've always been feared of mm-hmm. us. That's Tell why the man. structure of the way it is right now, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. They've always feared us because we've always been stronger. Mm-hmm. We've always been more resilient. Mm-hmm. We've always been a community. We've always known how to still find joy yeah. even in the deepest of the darkest yeah. moments. So we've always been feared. Yeah. It's just now we have the power to be like like yeah yeah because yeah. i tell people that all the time just, like, yeah, that one. <laughs> and i think it's important for people like you to be doing things like this because it's too many other people telling our stories mm-hmm. oh and yeah. how are you going to tell me how to be black yeah. or raise a black kid yep. or how to expose my kids to things mm-hmm. when you don't know what that exposure means yep. to us yeah or how to do that yep i remember in in high school i think it was my freshman year we were learning about um, groups of like anti- like people who were against the system, right? So they were talking about the Ku Klux Klan, yeah. and they were comparing them to the Black Panther Party. No, mm-hmm. not and immediately I was like, no. "No, you won't. No, you won't. <laughs> My do mama that. taught me better than that. <laughs> no, you won't go there." 
So it's just about, I really think, just educating our children at a very young age. But then so it's about educating each other as moms mm-hmm. and as women because it's education starts within the mom, at yeah. a very, within the dad, yep. within a very young age, too, in order to, you know, coach their kids for what. Because this world, although it's cruel and it can be, you know, crazy, it's still such a beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful it life. Is. And you just have to try to find yeah. that balance that I don't think yes. exists, but find that balance within, you know, train, training and teaching mm-hmm. your kids because it's, it's not fair out there. No. What advice would you give people who are trying to have the the marriage along with the kids and, and be successful at it? Because I think people look at a healthy or successful marriage differently. Oh, yeah. I feel like just because you argue or debate or whatever the case, that doesn't make it an unhealthy marriage. Oh, for sure. But Me what and my husband it? definitely share our fair shares of, of mm-hmm. arguments in normal life. How do y'all keep it like that, though? How do y'all keep it tight? And because, like I said, just from looking at the pictures um, just on last night and then today just prepping for the interview, and I was looking, I was like, yo, like, y'all look like y'all oh, love each other. It's, you know, you. the family mm-hmm. vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, it's real, like, is it bohemian? Is that the yeah. word? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, Bo- yeah. that's the vibe that I got. <laughs> that's what I got. So I think it was the picture where you were on the couch with no shoes on and I was yeah. like yo I like this fun. I like what mm-hmm. I'm seeing Thank how you. did you guys get there because I know when you first started like to start with just a man and a woman and then bring somebody else yeah. into that mix through children what was that change like for you guys so from the very beginning of us dating it was all about communication it was like straight off the bat what do you want from this relationship are we just dating do you want to be married eventually do but from both of us it was very just open what is your goals from this just like if you're in an interview for a job like what Mm -hmm. what is your expectations for me and let me tell you what my expectations are from you um and we just were really good at that like we're really good at communicating and I think the bottom line is like no matter how crazy it gets like of course there's no like abuse or mm-hmm. violence or stuff like that but no matter how crazy it gets is like just stress and arguments or just different things finances change all yeah. those things um ultimately I know there's no one more that I want than my husband that's mm-hmm. bottom line yeah. I'd rather go through a million crazy stressful financial stress days with mm-hmm. him than with anybody else yeah. so I think it's just about you being loyal mm-hmm. you just being yeah. a loyal person and understanding and, and and being able to voice what you want from a person sexually yeah. mentally as a wife as a mother I knew right off the bat like I'm gonna be a stay at home mom. So yeah. is that what you want? Do you want to take care of me and the kids? Because I'm preparing to be a stay at home mom straight <laughs> off the bat. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, but this, but this is, is what plan. I'm doing. So and then he straight off the bat was like, I want five kids. Like, Ooh. how many kids do you want? Yeah. And so I was like, I could do with five. I mean, granted, yeah. things change yeah. and finances change. Yeah. So, but then again, learning how to ride those waves. Like, mm-hmm. as as much as I said, yeah. I want to be a stay at home mom. I'm not a stay at home mom anymore. What's your mm-hmm. husband's name? Jason. Jason. Five kids. That's a lot, brother. <laughs> I never forget uh, this one girl wanted to talk to me and we went through that conversation mm-hmm. and she wanted five kids and I was like I don't think this yeah. is gonna work I used <laughs> to be like, dead nope. set on having four but after I had my two back to back I was like I'm, I'm good that's I'm a done. tough sign yeah five but, kids. and plus I had two very easy pregnancies mm-hmm. deliveries and yeah. my kids are kind of awesome so uh, yeah I'm good <laughs> so you talk about intentional choices which I yeah. can tell with everything that you're saying what is you said true feminism and self-care what is feminism what does that mean so to me so everyone Mm -hmm. else could have especially when it comes to like feminism for like a white woman to a black woman and like intersectional (laughs) like you know there's different terms but for me 
feminism feminism and being a feminist is basically just understanding my power and my worth yeah. and demanding that of others I can't tell him, Jason, or anyone else how to treat me, how to love me, how to respect me until I do that for me first. Mm -hmm. Because by me treating myself with love, respect, and demanding of myself is going to make sure other people's demand the same thing Mm -hmm. of me and for me. Um, So it's really just about just just knowing our our wealth, our power, our worth, our just just being a woman, being a black woman too. Like it's it's a whole nother world of just. When you have a seat at the table, make sure you say what it is that make sure people represent you right. Make sure they understand that you're bringing more people with you to the table. It's yeah. not just going to be you. Um, it's just about knowing being and not even always like people like to say it's about being equal with a man. I believe that. Yeah. I do believe that. But, you know, then there's a sense where I would love to still be a stay at home mom mm-hmm. and play that role or be yeah. that be have that role at home. But that doesn't mean I have to. Mm-hmm. That means that's my choice and my husband respects that and wants the same for me. And if I have to go back to work, which I'm doing now, yeah. we're okay with that too. It's just it's just being a woman and loving who you are and demanding respect for yourself. How do we get that to That part a, I can get with. Some uh, of the other feminist stuff is a little Yeah, bit. it's a little strong. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. I feel like <laughs> a lot of... Fem- and, yeah, and I feel like a lot of feminists, especially when it comes to black women, I think it needs to be understood a little bit better because I feel like we don't need anybody or anything else tearing black men and black women apart from mm-hmm. each other. Well, that's yeah. And I feel like a lot of feminists out there, it's like they're so headstrong and it's like I'll be, I'm strong, I can do what a man can do. And yeah. it's like, fuck, that's why we can't work. That's why it doesn't work with, with so many, I feel like, black relationships. And I'll ask you about interracial dating, but when it comes to interracial dating, the biggest thing I hear guys say is, they don't, they don't feel like they have to fight the woman for things when they're dating outside their race. Like, this woman may stand in her own, you stand in your own, but we can come together. I feel like a lot of times, and I think it's the black man's fault, though, because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of black men have these daughters, have these kids, they leave the household, and the mother raises them to be strong and tough, to not be hurt like daddy hurt you, while we're raising a boy to be a man, and it's almost like we're it's two men. Mm-hmm. It's two headstrong people bumping heads, and then we never can make this thing work, and it's always like we're at each other's throats. So I feel like some people's thought process of what feminism is and what it should be with Mm -hmm. the whole girl power. I think you can be powerful as a woman, but also still mesh well with a man. I think there's two different dynamics to it. So I think there's extremists in everything, right? Mm -hmm. So there's extremists in the feminist movement. There's extremists in male chauvinists. Like there's extremists everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah when you dissect it a little more and you say and a lot of people aren't going to like this this is just my opinions just throw that out there (laughs) but a lot of the times for black men when they're raised by a single mom sometimes the mom doesn't understand that the the, their son doesn't have to be praised like they're the king of the kings and the mm-hmm. the holy of the holy because when they get out in these streets they don't have respect sometimes for these women because they've been treated mm-hmm. to just be the god of the household yeah like you you still that's where the feminist mom needs to come and play and be like yeah you are amazing and you are a wonderful man and you are intelligent and brilliant you have all these great things but you know what you're going to respect me. Mm-hmm. Not just because yeah. I'll spank you. You're going to respect me because I'm a woman. Oh, yeah. And you need to understand the beauty of, of being a woman and what a woman's body does and what a woman is to a household. Mm-hmm. That understanding there yeah. is sometimes what creates a lot of problems, not just with men. And yeah. then when it comes into a woman being strong, especially a black woman, like black men all day can say that. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing like a black woman. Oh, I don't shit, care no. how 
you slice it. And then on yeah. top of that, we have to be strong. That's yeah. all we know. Yeah. You know, what else? Be, sometimes because we are single moms, mm-hmm. what are we supposed to do? Like, we can't lay down. Mm-hmm. You know, Black we, we got to always be that. I, women are definitely strong. Black women is just like it's a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. And I always say this, and I'd be like, no shade to any other race of woman, white. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, bro, y'all ain't dealing with the stuff y'all, that, that mm-hmm. black women are dealing no, with. No, on a daily basis. Y'all, are, mm-hmm. black women are dealing with the whole goddamn world and their men. Yeah. yeah. And on top of that, just think about fem- being a feminist, right? Or just being a woman in mm-hmm. today's society. Not only for the feminists that feel like things are not fair for women, yeah. mm-hmm. you you take a whole nother notch into that being a black woman. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? It's more yeah. than just being a woman that doesn't have certain, they feel that they don't have certain rights or, mm-hmm. you know, they're not viewed the same. Yeah. But just think about what that's like even more another notch of being a black woman. Yeah. Like it's just like we said in disparities in the medical field, like not being respected or mm-hmm. not feeling like we can trust. You can trust me on how I feel about my own body. Exactly. That's not you don't even get respect there. I did hear. Some, I don't know who it, I think it was uh, Michelle Hope. When we went to DC and we heard her speak, and she was saying that same thing about yeah. how nobody listens to the black Mm-mm. woman telling them what we need, mm-hmm. who we are, mm-hmm. and where we stand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People just kind of take it as a joke, or they mm-hmm. kind of overlook it. Or mm-hmm. uh, what was that Napoli ever after we were watching? Yeah, when she movie. went to that, mm-hmm. when she went to the boss when she had shaved her hair, yeah. and she asked for the big, the big role, yeah. mm-hmm. and he was just like, you know, this is your thing. Like beauty is your thing, and mm-hmm. she's like, nah, I'm, I'm more than this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of times women as a whole, but particularly black women y'all are placed in a box mm-hmm. or like when she posted a picture the other day I took some pictures of her she posted a picture oh and she gosh. was posed a certain way and one of the guys I think he was from DC and he was like why are you looking so mean and she's like I'm not looking mean this is so a he was pose like, what are you mad about and I hate that yeah Good. oh because the angry black woman yes. thing is just too much yes yeah. it is it's too much I'm over it yeah so I talk about that a lot I'm usually very engaging yeah. mm-hmm. so if you catch me and I'm not smiling I'm usually just thinking about something it doesn't mean I'm mad or frustrated about yeah. anything but that's always the first go to well, and to put that on social media well also further. because <laughs> if it was somebody else sometimes you're like oh you look so confident or mm-hmm. you look so strong boy exactly. black woman you look angry exactly so yeah I've dealt with that a lot in the corporate world not where I'm at now I love Urkel baby <laughs> So go ahead and throw that in there. But <laughs> but yeah, in the corporate world of being in situations where they're like, you know, we didn't know how you were going to react. And I'm like, mm-hmm. have I ever Get reacted that all a certain the time. way? Yes. I've been like, too. What, all the time. What, what, what did you expect me to act mm-hmm. like? And that's when I'm like, no, you go ahead and speak yes. up. I, I like really drill yeah. in there. Like, tell me, what did you feel? That's and the they important, backpedal. And that's oh, yeah. the importance of diversity training. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of companies will talk about diversity and it's like, you know this ain't diversity mm-hmm. well I don't want you to just read some bullet points off a of PowerPoint mm-hmm. I want you to actually implement this into mm-hmm. the yes. workplace to where I know with my company like when we when I've had meetings with bosses with black people sometimes we're passionate so our voice rises mm-hmm. from passion mm-hmm. I would understand that if I heard you talking. Mm-hmm. They don't understand yeah. that. They'll think mm-hmm. we're angry. Mm-hmm. Just like sometimes white people throw me when they'll argue and it's like they're talking like me and you're talking. They just may be disagreeing. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we had an argument. And I'm like, that was the nicest argument yeah. I ever heard. That ain't an argument to me. Y'all were just having a conversation. So yeah. because they look at themselves and talking in that low tone as a debate, they think we just going crazy when and we're sometimes here. sometimes we have to go there. Yeah, we do. Because if we don't, sometimes our voice is not going to be heard. heard. And then a lot of times, again, a lot, there's so much entitlement and privilege in the way people speak, the way they communicate. 
because they were giving, I mean, man, white people have been going through counseling forever. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't have counseling. We didn't have all these different <laughs> things. So there's a lot of tools sometimes that we weren't given, either mm-hmm. from our families, from counselors, for yeah. whatever. We weren't giving tools sometimes. To com- Granted, we I think we all communicate fine, mm-hmm. but there's still times, yeah, where things get really shifted because we are passionate and we believe what we're loyal. We're, mm-hmm. we, we believe what we believe. Yeah. yeah, true. No, I agree. So what do you, before we get out of here, what is what is your, what do you want your legacy to be? I know for me, people don't really think about that. Mm-hmm. And when the podcast, people are like, why are you so passionate about this? And I'm like, if I die tomorrow, I don't have kids. Yeah. But if I die tomorrow, my mom, people have 200 plus episodes. They can listen to me and yeah. know who I am. And they can also, like my niece listens to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Some of the things I say is outlandish. Some of the things I say are educational. And she will know before, by the time she reaches my age, she'll know all these things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the importance of just passing things down yeah. or exposing our kids and our offsprings to things that we didn't know. Mm-hmm. To be a parent is to make the life of, a, of, of your child better than yours, yeah. sooner than yours, yep. and just giving them all the game yeah and if you're if you have a child i feel like if you have a child and they don't at least surpass some of your goals mm-hmm. I, almost, I almost would almost say you felt as a parent yeah. almost mm-hmm. or you would feel like you felt yeah. as a parent so what do you want your legacy to be you know 20 years from now when your kids look at you or when people look back at the work you've done what is it that you want people to know about you or understand um more than anything that i'm a christian but i'm a christian that, that sees real life yeah mm-hmm. i want my kids to understand that you know, you don't have to be labeled something and be in a box. Mm-hmm. You can be a Christian that believes in gay marriage. You can be a Christian that believes in starting a cannabis business. Mm-hmm. Also, to to just be strong, like just to understand your worth. That's so important to me to, to instill in my kids, like yeah. to my sons, like understand your worth. Understand what you bring in my daughter, like understand who you are, baby girl. Like mm-hmm. you have so much power. We've given you so many tools and you've you've really already surpassed all that and you don't have to be validation is only for parking like you don't have mm-hmm. to validate yourself for anybody exactly you are who you are because of who you come from and because of what you choose to represent and just be good people mm-hmm. be empathetic people yeah. understand that not everybody was given the same things you were given and even for some of the people out here who are racist and crazy those people have real issues too like mm-hmm. they weren't given the right tools to understand not what life all. is about either yeah so just what i would hope my kids to remember me by and to know me by is just being good people mm-hmm. like listen really hear people out whether if they agree with you or disagree with you like there's room for conversation and everything mm-hmm. and yeah just be a just be a good person and that's my hope my legacy yeah. is just yeah. to raise good people in this world i like that I what, really like that. What other questions you got? You got this notepad. Over no, there. I was I was done with my questions. <laughs> Where can they find you at on social media? So you can find me at Kelly A McKnight, um, K E L L Y A McKnight, M C K N I G H T, on Instagram. Also, you can follow Moms in Color if you're interested. If you're in the L A area, New York area, or Atlanta area, we're going to be exploring soon with some other um, okay. some other areas. You got another question? No, I was flipping the page. I'm giving you a hard time. I did oh that because God. you flipped the page, actually. <laughs> I flipped the page because our next guest is I have, I have one up. quick question. Go ahead. When you said interracial marriage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Did Ooh. you think my husband's white? No. Oh, okay. Because I get that a lot because he's half white, half black. Yeah, I so ain't gonna lie, I did. Sometimes people, sometimes <laughs> I'll be up here big talking about like my husband's a black man, yeah. and people have been like, because I was looking, I was like, hey, yeah, you've been yeah. like, your husband's not, I'm like, my husband is a black man. He, he, his mom is white, his dad is black, but he is yeah. a black man. I mean, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. that one drop rule if is he's real. Arrested, yes. He's a black he's man. A black man. <laughs> he's a black man. That yes, one so drop rule is definitely real. But I want to say first of all, thank you for coming out. Thank you so much for having. I mean, Shout out to Raina. Good faith for this yes. is great. This yeah, is she didn't great. know. She didn't know what she was getting herself into today. <laughs> Just trusting my people. Walked up these stairs, y'all. All right, man. Be sure to keep up with all things the reality is by going to www.therealityis.com. That's T H A. The reality is. Also follow us at the reality is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can listen to previous podcasts on all streaming platforms. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, be sure to email us at info at therealityis.com. Last but not least, leave us a rating or review on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on. We don't care if it's a good review. We don't care if it's a bad review. We just want to hear from you. And Miss Kelly McKnight, thank you. Thank you Again, so for coming through Artesia. Thank you thank again you. for setting this up. We got three more interviews to go. This is the second one of the day. Yeah. Artesia has booked me up. That's what she says you <laughs> wanted. On Friday. But uh, we appreciate you, Miss McKnight, for no, coming through. So Shout much. out to Jason and them beautiful three babies, man. Y'all got a beautiful family. Thank you. All thank right. You. We'll catch y'all next week. All in the eyes, you and me, words just disguise all the things that you be. What is deep, steeper than sea? So no one knows this kind of rock gets stronger in time. Won't go on unnoticed. Whatever it is, I know that it's real. Long as you know, no complaints. You're all Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.